Well, hallelujah, it's the start of another day. <laughs> the Lord Speaks 2022. Something I understand, especially with war going on in Europe. The intercession stopped the mass devouring. If you want to know what I'm talking about, Amos chapter 7. Isn't that powerful? The power of prayer, intercession, moves the mighty mountain. Amos chapter 5 said, in verse 5, no, Amos chapter 7, verse 5, Then said I, O Lord God, cease, I beseech thee, by whom shall Jacob arise, for he is small? The Lord repented for this. He turned back from what he showed him because of the intercession. This also shall not be, saith the Lord God. Then he showed me, and behold, you know what behold is? He's sharing the vision. Now, right now, you need to lock in. God showed Amos something. Amos said, Behold, now, by faith, set your eyes on this. The Lord stood upon a wall. He saw the Lord. He saw him standing. And he saw him standing on a wall. Now, can you imagine? That right there is enough. I see, I see white radiant light. And the Lord in all of his majesty. You know, when uh, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6, God radiates. Because when he saw the Lord, he start, he, the, the first thing that got him, a particle of who God is and what he saw there caused him to go, Oh my gosh, I'm a man of unclean lips. God radiates holiness. It's something we've never really, until you've experienced it, you never experienced it. And it caused him to want to repent. And then it caused him to be, uh, he identified his nation. He goes, I dwell amongst the people of unclean lips, all from what he saw. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord also high and lifted up. He saw that vision, and next thing you know, he's repenting for himself and his nation. Intercession again. I saw the Lord upon a wall. Now look at this. By a plumb line. King James Version put made in there. Made by a plumb line. With a plumb line in his hand. It's the Lord's work. He's showing him the work that God. The craftsmanship. Now remember, even in his earthly ministry, Jesus was a carpenter. The Lord said unto me. Now first off, he beheld the Lord standing on a wall. The Lord showed him something. One, the wall. Two, a plumb line in his hand. You know what the Bible says, don't you? Sanctify them. Set them apart through thy truth. Thy word is truth. What do walls do? Well, it separates the kitchen from the hallway from the living room, from the bedroom, the Lord said unto me, Amos, what do you see? I said, now, Amos didn't say, I see you. And Amos didn't say, I see a wall. Amos said, mm. and I said, a plumb line. The plumb line is what impressed Amos. Then said the Lord, now look at this. Behold, the Lord is sharing the vision. I will set a plumb line in the midst of my people, and that's Israel. But now we know that this is world evangelism going on now in the New Testament. 
Whosoever will, let him come and drink of the waters of life freely. God will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. I will not again pass by them anymore. Okay, we got trouble here. But he said, I will set a plumb line in the midst. There's a division coming. And it's already here. The high places of Isaac shall be desolate. And the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with the sword. That's, that's false religion. That's false. That's government getting into religion. We have that now in America, an apostate uh, faith. They declare they are devout this or that, and uh, but they are blatantly compromising the word of God. The, you know, when you come onto a speech and and you want to shame the people who how they got their money in another nation. You better first, you know, put your house in order first because, you know, lobby groups gave you your money. We have politicians who go to Washington not to serve. They go to Washington because it's like hitting the lottery. They walk out of their uh, multimillionaires. So, well, that's another thing. I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with the sword and they meddle in religion too. And Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, to Jeroboam the king. He's not the priest of Bethel to God Almighty. He's not the priest of Bethel and a brother of Amos. No, he's the priest of Bethel that was hired by a man to stand in the office of priest. He has no power whatsoever except whatever power the king says he can have. His loyalties is with the man who puts food on his table. And this is what the priest of the king said. Amoth has conspired against you, Jeroboam, in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his words. Now, what did God say up here in verse 8? Behold, I will set a plumb line in the midst of my people. Now, this false priest just said a thing. The land's not able to bear all his words. The Lord was standing on a, on a wall made by a plumb line, a plumb line in his hand. I will set a plumb line, the Lord said, verse 8, in the midst of my people. I'm just, I'm beleaguering the point that the plumb line is God's word. Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word it's truth. It will set you apart. You'll be on one side of the wall or the other side of the wall, or you'll be in the word. You'll be in the wall. You're part of that work. Thus Amoth hath Jeroboam. Amoth saith Jeroboam shall die by the sword. He's prophesying. Well, that's what prophets do. And Israel shall surely be led away captive out of their own land. Well, they're backslidden to God. He just said up here, I'll not pass by Israel anymore. At this point, we have Israel over here, and then we have Judah over here. So we have 11 tribes are banned under Jeroboam, and one is over here through the sons of David. For thus 
Amos said, Jeroboam shall die by the sword. Israel shall surely be led away captive. He said, we can't handle these words, he's saying. Amaziah said unto Amos. Now he's he's told the king, we've seen his loyalty. Now he turns to God's man and says, O thou seer, go flee thee away into the land of Judah and there. Eat bread and prophesy there. You go have your little church over there because we, we don't do church like that over here. We just do what we want. We do what the king says. We just do what the king says. Oh, the government says it's okay. So it must be okay. Well, no, heaven rules the earth. Putin doesn't rule the earth. The Democrats and Republicans don't rule the earth. Heaven rules the earth. Look what this false prophet said. But prophesy not again. Hey, you're not God. You can't tell this man not to say. He is being unctioned by the Holy Spirit to speak. Prophesy not again anymore at Bethel. Now, here's, here's Amos's answer to that. I was no prophet, neither was I a prophet's son, but I was a herdman. He, I worked for a living. I was a gatherer of sycamore fruit. And the Lord took me as I followed the flock. And the Lord said, go prophesy unto my people Israel. There's my authority right there. You can't tell me where to go to prophesy because God sent me right here to prophesy, which means that priest of that government, God said, I'm not going to uh, visit anymore, is in exact opposition to what God wants. Now, here's what Amos said. Now, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. You say, prophesy not against Israel and drop not thy word. What do you do when you when you pull out your plumb line? You drop it. It's a string with a weight on the end, and it will get you the up and down, the the perfect exactness. He said, drop not your word against the house of Isaac. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, this is the consequences for him being upside down. Your wife shall be a harlot in the city. Your sons and daughters shall fall by the sword. Thy land shall be divided by line. And thou shalt die in a polluted land. And Israel shall surely go into captivity forth of this land. Now, isn't that, well, you come to your own conclusions. To me, that is very powerful. It shows you the power of the word. Let me just read this to you. In the beginning was the Word, so there's its authority. The Word was here before any of us got here, so to contradict the Word is a dangerous thing. It'll be here after we leave. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him. Without him, the word was not anything made that was made. We don't know anything outside of the word. The word made everything, including you. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Isn't that something? The dominion that man was given was through the word. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. In him who? The word. Jesus Christ is a word made flesh and dwelt among us. To them gave he power to become the sons of God. Now, how do you activate this power to become a son of God? 
One, you repent, accept that Jesus Christ died for your sins, rose again the third day, and is alive forevermore, and will be your eternal king and priest, which means this word will never leave your life. The word embodied is in heaven, sitting on the throne of his glory. That's the promise for us. It's a fantastic thing. But by faith, you got to take the first step. And without this word, you can't have faith. This word is everything. So when you hear something preached, you haven't given your heart to, to Jesus. When you hear something preached, there's a reason why it sounds so interesting to you. Because it's built in into you. There, there's a place in you right now, even though you've lived like a hillion your whole life. And I'm not saying anything because I live like a hillion most of my life. But not anymore because I got born again. You must be born again, John chapter 3. We know these things because he places it in his word so we can understand what's happening to us. The word rules. The word is dominant. The word is the line. In judgment, there are sheep on one side of God and there are goats on the other. Be a sheep. But built inside of you is a place for the word to be. He desires truth on the inward parts. Right now, uh, that place where truth should be is empty, and there's whispers of lies and everything else. And you you just got to get that all cleaned up by submitting yourself to God's order and way of doing things. And that is salvation in Jesus Christ. You'll be washed, clean. I'll never forget the day it all went away. It made it all real. Everything I'd ever done. I, there's a weight. There's a weight on you that you can't feel until it leaves. <laughs> and faith is the only way you get it to leave. Now, you got to want to be saved. This ain't nothing, pray a little prayer and then go on doing what you were doing. This is, God will lead you into this. God will bring you to this. And then you and him will have business. You'll repent and he'll see you humbling yourself. And that's when mercy comes. It's just not dead words. He's a living God. God is not the, the God of the dead either. He abolished death when Jesus came up out of that tomb. He's a, And this thing is living and real. How can people just drop everything they do and then go follow Jesus? Because it's real. And it doesn't make it not real because you can't see it yet every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. There will be a time when everyone, even the ones who says it's not real, even the one who says he's not, he's not alive, even the, all of the naysayers, they will see. It's a promise. And if you see the way the world is working, we are rapidly coming to the, uh, to the end of this thing. It's going to get good, real good for some and real bad for others. So pay attention to the word. When you, when you hear something, when something grabs your attention and it's about God, listen. Listen. He'll show you what to do. Now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for everybody who hears this to find the good in this day. For God is good all the time and he made the day. There's good in this day. Reject the depression, reject the doubt, reject anything that would come and try to be an offense to you. Look for the good above all else. 
In the name of Jesus Christ, be blessed.